ready to consume the knowledge to take your investigations to another level? Are you looking for ways to fuel your driving force that provide the techniques in hunting, capturing, and interrogating killers? Bring justice to homicide victims. We are their voice. I am your host, Freddie Ponce, and I interview the top homicide investigators around and the great minds in the field of death investigations. They will share their case studies to help you succeed in solving the toughest of murder cases. Prepare yourself for an unforgettable experience. This is Talking Murder. Welcome back to Talking Murder. I am your host, Freddie Ponce. I have another great episode for you guys today. Um, I know that in the previous episodes, uh, we've been talking about uh, interrogations. And the, what you're going to listen to today is an actual interrogation of a Latin King gang member at a federal prison up here uh, near the Orlando area, uh, just uh, about four hours from Miami. I'm in Miami, so it's uh, up in the Orlando area. This was a home invasion robbery that took place back in 2008, where four subjects entered into an apartment building where there were eight victims. They tied up seven of the victims, and they shot one dead. So I'm uh, going through the interrogation with Joshua. His name is Joshua Mancus. I have had already identified three of the subjects. One was Joshua that we're talking to, uh, his other partner, Adrian, and a third person named G. My goal here in the interrogation is to try to identify the fourth person. I do not know who the fourth person is. So listen carefully how it is that uh, I try to find out who the fourth person, uh, who the four, fourth person is. What the Joshua does not know when I enter this and before I enter this interrogation room is that I have a uh, hidden a digital recorder inside the case file that I'm bringing into the room with us. My, my partner and I are in there. Um, he's not talking. He stays quiet the whole time taking notes. He doesn't ask any questions throughout. You may hear a comment here or there from him, but not much else. Um, taking some notes on my pad, not much. Um, if I can describe to you what Joshua looks like, um, he's about six foot five. A uh, very, very big guy, looks like a lineman in, in any NFL football team. He's got uh, tattoos from his neck all the way, his arms, legs, all tatted up completely. Very, very big guy. Um, he's part of the Latin King group uh, from Miami. So he's in a federal prison because two days after the murder that occurred on this case, he was stopped in a vehicle with other Latin King gang members and had a uh, gun on him. It happened to be the gun used in the murder that I was investigating in this case. The problem that I had with this case is at the time of the murder, uh, I did not know who the four guys were. No one had ever identified them. I didn't get any information. The only thing that I did have was when the victims were tied up, they were tied up with duct tape. With inside the duct tape, there was latex gloves, broken latex gloves that the offenders were using. That 
information was, uh, that latex glove was sent in for a database for DNA analysis, but I did not receive the results to, until two years later. So I had no idea who Josh or Adrian and, or anybody else was until two years after the murder. Meanwhile, Joshua was in a federal prison for the gun of the murder because he was in possession with a stolen gun. And I had no idea of this until two years later where I was finally got the DNA results back. So then we take a trip up to prison system. What Joshua does know is that I know that the DNA belongs to him. I have a report in my case file of the DNA report. And I, he does not know that I also recovered the gun that was used in the murder from the federal agents that uh, arrested him in the possession of that gun two years prior to the murder, or two, even two years prior to me talking to him. So that's the, the goal to go into the interrogation room and uh, try to get all that uh, information. As you may know, if you've already been involved uh, doing some interrogations with other subjects, or if this is a, a new learning thing for you where you're trying to identify the different structures of interrogation, try to see how I'm able to extract information from him and how I am able to get him to talk to me uh, about the case. This is not somebody who has no idea of crime. He's uh, been living a life of crime. He, um, he's about 30 years old, and he's well aware of the system and police work. Uh, one other thing that uh, is very important in the case that I need to find out is when they tied up the victims, uh, there were a couple of uh, uh, females in the house that were tied up, and jewelry was taken from them, and jewelry was also taken from the males that were also tied up. What Adrian doesn't know that during my investigation, I was able to meet one of his ex-girlfriends, and uh, she told me that the night prior to him being arrested with the gun, he had given uh, her a gold ring. And then she ended up pawning that ring and I got that information of that ring. So my goal here through interrogation is to find out if um, that ring belonged to one of my victims in that, in that apartment that was, um, they did the home invasion at. So. The, We'll find out if uh, I'm able to do that and how I do that, how, how I'm able to get that information. So um, look out for the techniques, look out for the structures, and uh, stand by for post, uh, post comments so we can uh, talk about the uh, interrogation and how that went. I hope you enjoy.
Joshua, what's your uh, uh, your home address back home? What would you? My mailing address was one two three Southwest Hundred Tenth Street, Circle South. Yeah. 
Thank you. 
show about what happened. Our main concern and really interest is why it happened that way. Okay? If the intention was to go in there and target this guy because we know yeah, we he had I think if it was a premeditated murder or if it was a crime of passion or if it was just spur of the moment or, or if it just happened by accident. Right? Because we know that he's got a history with a young lady that he assaulted once before. So we're looking at an angle that this girl Set somebody out to do something to this guy. So we're 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 we're, we're looking at that. And these other witnesses that you talked to, they said I have something to do with that. Well, not only them, because and, and the witnesses as well. Okay. Um, how many people? How many witnesses are there in total? There's there are several witnesses. Oh, that wow. we talk. So um, it, it's not about what happened. Okay, it's about again what before and what happened. We're not here, we're not out here to make you look like a bad guy or a vicious person or anything like that or a killer or nothing like that. We don't believe that you went in there with this guy to go kill this guy. We don't believe that whatsoever. Okay. But according to your evidence has led you to come here to talk to me. We're not gonna come all the way from Miami to no time to
Maybe it's 
It's not about whether you were there or not. We know that you were there. We know what happened. We know what all you guys did. What we want to know is what you guys' intentions were. If your guys' intentions were there to intentionally go kill this guy, that's a whole different ball game than if you guys are only going to be there to rob some people's dope or rob some people's money. And, that's, and, and if that's just the case, that's it, then I may be willing to listen to you. Okay. If it's something more grave than what I, other than what I think it is, that's something different. You want to challenge me here? You want to challenge me here? And, it's not a challenge. It's not a challenge. Uh, you're telling me when I tell you that I know that you were there. You know that you were there and you're saying that you're not. You're telling me you're going to be truthful with me. And you want me to tell you whatever it is that you want me to tell me. Okay, now I'm showing you. All right, let's do it. I believe you. Don't get that shit close. I believe you. Okay. And I take you too very seriously because at the end of the day, I have to live here. Not me to you. This is my life in here. And you think I like being in here? I want to go home to my family. Okay. That's all I want to do. Okay. I have worked severely hard at changing who I am to better myself mentally, verbally, and physically. To be a more productive member of society. To this fucking nightmare. You know what it is? To wake up every day, not knowing if they're going to let you out yourself. Not knowing if someone's going to stab you in your sleep because they allow the door at 5 30 in the morning. I don't know what I have a goddaughter that I'm a father to. I have a brother and a mother and a father and siblings that I love dearly. And I refuse to spend one more day unnecessarily in prison behind anybody else. So if we're going to be honest and serious, let's be honest and serious. Okay. Lay it on the table. Let me help you help me. Okay? All right. So what I'm understanding from this is, is that you're going to cooperate with me if what I'm about to show you is a fact. That you were there. Yeah. And you guys went in there. What were you wearing in your hands? Please. I know that you know how to read, but I want I want to make sure that you know. 
insulting you, Walter. I apologize if I insulted you, but we're men here. Okay. Okay. The CODIS match resolution report. This report should be considered preliminary information only. Final results will be presented in the laboratory analysis report. Okay. Do you know what a CODIS is? Yeah. What is it? When you, when you get arrested in the past, you, I mean, uh, you come into prison, some DNA is put into the system. Swap you. They swap you and that's put into the system. Do you hear I put that evidence into the system and we got hit. Okay? This is what this report is. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Uh, so this is part one of a two-part series on uh, the Latin King uh, interrogation of uh, Joshua. Uh, so we've gotten past Miranda rights, and now he's uh, challenged me uh, to see if I have information on the case. I guess he thinks that I'm trying to wing it there or um, if I'm in a fishing expedition. So I had to drop the bomb on him with the um, DNA evidence, and I'm showing him a document of a DNA CODIS hit, and uh, he's now uh, starting to give a first uh, admission of, uh, as you guys heard, the broken latex glove as he was tying people up with the duct tape. Uh, looking at him physically, uh, when I first met him, very confident, sitting up straight, looking at me straight uh, with much confidence, and you you can listen to the change of his tone of voice. He was, uh, his face, he was shaking, his lips were shaking, and he was trying to gasp for some air there, um, and he was getting very nervous. Uh, and he obviously knew we were on the right track, and, uh, and you see him asking all the right questions to try to pinpoint um, when the crime occurred. So, uh, a couple of things could have happened there. Maybe that uh, he's not too sure what case we're talking about, or uh, which murder case we're talking about. Uh, but uh, he definitely knows uh, exactly uh, what case it is now. So um, go ahead and uh, click on to part two now. Go to part two, and we're going to continue to see if I'm able to get the details of the information that I need. I need to identify the fourth person. I need to identify the jewelry from the victims. Um, see what he did with that with that jewelry um, and other details. Uh, I need to get him to describe the crime scene and get details of the crime scene from for me to be able to corroborate that um, he he is definitely the one inside that uh, that room. So go ahead and uh, go to part two and then uh, stand by for for post comments.